Welcome to episode two of the Dog Pound South podcast, part of the Fanatical Elves Network, which is part of the Fan First Network. I'm your host, Steve Gill, and I'd like to talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson, our franchise quarterback. Are we buying or selling on Deshaun Watson this year? As most of as most of you know, I told you last week, I live out of town. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. So I get all my information from uh, the Internet. And I also listen to uh, Cleveland radio station on my uh, computer, uh, basically to hear any breaking news and also to keep my computer awake during tax season. And I'm a self-employed accountant and never know when I got to jump on there and do a tax return. But anyway, are we buying or selling on Deshaun Watson? Now that we've entered this, uh, the part of the season as we wait for training camp to start uh, later next month, we're going to see a ton, a ton of power rankings and quarterback rankings and wide receiver rankings and, you know, head coach. I saw them one the other day. They ranked all the head coaches. Um, spoiler alert, Kevin Stefanski finished 21st. I, I don't agree with that, but hey, everybody's got an opinion. I've got an opinion. I don't really care what other people think. Um, so if you notice and you look at the team power rankings, and I've seen the Browns as high as 11 and as low as like 21, 22. If you notice, there's always a couple sentences that references Deshaun Watson's last six games last year. And you got to look at them. However, in the ones where they rank him lower, they don't mention that before, you know, he came off an 11 game suspension and hadn't played in over 700 days. Uh, you got to mention it. Uh, you really got to look at it. Th those 700 days really made a difference in Deshaun Watson. And he is a franchise quarterback. I go back to the national championship game he played against Alabama, and he was just incredible. I mean, that was an instant classic on ESPN later uh, the next day. So let's look at the games he played last year. Okay, so he started off against Houston. They won it, mostly on defense and special teams. And also I noticed those last six games, the special team players and defensive players really stepped up. It really made a difference with him as the starting quarterback. <sighs> I wish they had done that the first 11 games. But anyway, the next game they won, Cleveland, Baltimore, in Cleveland. Okay. He, he wasn't terrible. Uh, he was good. And they beat Baltimore, although Baltimore, and again, for another season, late in the season, had their backup in. And then their third win came against um, Washington Commanders, a, a game where the the head coach of the commanders didn't know going into the game that if he his team lost, he'd be eliminated from the playoffs. Whew. And that guy still has a job, and he's ranked higher than Kevin Stefanski in that list. Again, don't understand. Um, Deshaun played well the second half. It gave uh, all Browns fans hope going into the last game against the Steelers. And... I did he play bad? Was the play calling bad? 
that's another thing. You got to look at the way the season started. Um, when it was announced that it would be a six game suspension by the judge that was refereeing between the union and the owners, I thought, okay, Jacoby Brissett, first six games, play around 500. He's a one win, one, lose two type of a backup quarterback. Of course, he goes on and has a career year under Kevin Stefanski. Um, and then we hear the 11 game suspension. Thank you, Roger. I really appreciate it. That's when I kind of figured that uh, last last year was just going to be, it just wasn't going to work. Um, you get to a point where you see something in a Brown season and you go, well, that's about it. Um, so they designed an offense for Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is nowhere near the talent level of Deshaun Watson. Then they plug Deshaun Watson in after 11 games and expect everything to go just the same. No, Deshaun Watson is not Jacoby Brissett. So if you look at his stats from last year, I mean, he was uh, 99 of 170 for 1,102 yards. That's a 58.2 completion percentage. Uh, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, uh, 79.1 QBR quarterback rating. For a guy who hadn't played in 700 games, that's not bad. And he finished three and three. If you look at all the quarterbacks last year, changed teams like Marcus Mariota and Wilson to Denver, they didn't even have 500 records and they played all year. Um, he also ran the ball 36 times for 175 yards, 4.9 average, and a touchdown. He was sacked 20 times for 106 yards. We'll talk about that in just a minute. So if you look at that, that's a total of six games. For a guy who's not played 700, games, 700 days, that's not bad. It really isn't that bad. I mean, so let's, let's look at the full season he did play, 2020. Um, the Texans imploded. They fired their coach, Bill O'Brien. Uh, they had Romeo Cannell, our favorite, as an interim. Romeo should have retired before that. He would made some very iffy decisions. I remember a game against the Titans where he could have won. He went for two instead of kicking. He didn't make it, and then the Titans get the ball, go down, and win. <sighs> so... The team was four and twelve, not very talented. Um, had a lot of former Browns on it, if that helps you out. So he was three eighty-two out of five forty-four for four thousand eight hundred and twenty-three yards, career best, a seventy point two percentage, career best, eight point six, eight point nine average. 33 touchdowns, career best, and seven interceptions for a QBR of 112.4. He also ran the ball 90 times for 444 yards, 5.9 average, three touchdowns. He was sacked 49 times for 293 yards. That is not good. But team wasn't that good. They really didn't have a good offensive line. He had some weapons around him, but he was – the offense, and he showed it in those statistics. 
not in the, the win column, obviously. So um, your experts are going to look at that and say, well, the last time he played a full season, he only won four games. Well, that can't be placed solely on Deshaun Watson, just like the three wins last year can't be solely placed on Deshaun Watson. Let's face facts. The first game he played, Houston, that was all special teams and defense. Tony Fields had a career day. All right, 2019. That's a good reference point. Um, they 10 and 5. I think they won the AFC South, I think for the second year in a row. I believe they won it in 2018 as well. Um, good team, not a elite team. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs were the, the elite team that year. But 33 of 495 in passing, 67.3%, uh, yards, uh, 3,852 yards, 7.8 average, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, QBR of 98.0, ran the ball 82 times for 413 yards, 5-yard average, 7 touchdowns, and he was sacked
you can tell these guys are awestruck. They have a franchise quarterback. Now, the sacks. Problem. Especially last year when the offense went from a not-so-mobile Brissett to a very mobile Watson. We all remember the video. We all remember watching the games going, what the hell is Jedrick Wills doing? He's looking for his quarterback because he didn't know where the hell he was Um, because he runs around a lot. He runs into sacks a lot, but he makes up for it when he makes plays. I fully anticipate that Stefanski and Van Pelt and probably the best offensive line coach in the NFL, Bill Callahan, are going to get together and they're going to say, now how can we design an offense where he's not running for his life, where he's not running into situations where he's going to get hit or sacked? I could imagine that you're going to see a lot of um, uh, quick plays. Um, Elijah Moore is going to be lined up everywhere, backfield, slot, outside. I can see him in the slot and do a quick slant for seven, eight yards. You know, balls out of uh, Deshaun Watson's hands in less than two seconds. I can see that quite a bit. I can see that also with Njoku. Um, When uh, the Browns last made the playoffs in 2020, Uh, Even they use Baker Mayfield on a ton of rollouts, rollouts once a rollout to the other side. They kept the defensive linemen guessing. So I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried on the offensive line and pro football focus ranked them the second best in the NFL and the best in the AFC. I'm not worried about the guards in the center. Teller, Batonio and uh, Prosek. uh, I'm not worried about that. You got two of the best pulling guards in the NFL and Jack Conklin. I'm not really worried about him. The only thing I'm worried about is if he gets hurt and then we've got to either put Hudson or a rookie uh, Jones. in. that's a problem. Um, Wills, they picked up his fifth year option. Uh, I don't know if they did it because that would be cheaper than signing a veteran. Although I think you could find a veteran veteran on a one-year deal. So apparently Bill Callahan believes in him and he is in his contract year. Players usually play better in a contract year. So he's a great run blocker, but man, you scratch your head sometimes when he's uh, pass blocking. Um, so if they truly are going to be the best offensive line in the AFC, it all comes down to Jedrick Wills. I don't want to see him looking around and wondering where his quarterback is because if his quarterback gets sacked, then he'll know exactly where his quarterback is because they'll both be sitting on the sideline and it'll be fourth down. Um, so am I buying or am I selling on Deshaun Watson? Um, I saw a quarterback list, I think it was last week, top 10 that somebody did. Um, Kirk Cousins made the top 10 and Deshaun Watson didn't. Now, I know there's a wealth of talent in the AFC, in quarterback. And you can start with the top three in any order, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Um, Then it gets a little murky. I'm not buying Aaron Rodgers. Uh, The Jets have a great defense, but I saw that team play last year, and I know, I know Aaron Rodgers is totally buying in, but uh, he's still a little wacky. Uh, Russell Wilson, I know he's getting the, the quarterback guru and Sean Payton. I still don't buy them, uh, him as the top 10 quarterback. Lamar Jackson, okay. If he can stay healthy, 
Yeah, the only time he the time he won the MVP in 2019, he played all 16 games. By the way, that was the last time he played all 16 games. Um, and frankly, they're a mess. This offseason has been a total mess for Baltimore. Um, Cincinnati with Burrow, I mean, the kids kids got confidence. Kid took him to the Super Bowl. But they still have a few questions, uh, especially on defense. So Deshaun Watson, is he a top 10 quarterback? I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I think that, uh, like I said, Kevin Stefanski will steal, design, whatever he needs to do to make Deshaun Watson comfortable at the starting, starting quarterback. They get an extra week of training camp because of the Hall of Fame game, which I do not expect Deshaun Watson to play in. Uh, I saw the training camp schedule, and they only have one practice before that Hall of Fame game. So that they pretty much guaranteed that uh, Deshaun Watson is not going to play in that game. But like I said last week, I'm looking forward to week three in Philadelphia. They'll scrimmage with the Eagles prior to that. Hopefully they'll have a better outcome than they did uh, this past year where Philadelphia got off the bus and started beating the crap out of the Browns as soon as they hit the pavement. Um, but I want to I see what he can do in training camp. I know it's going to be a vanilla offense, but if you watch his decision-making, that's what is important. That's where that 700 days hurt him the most. He didn't have the relationship with the wide receivers that he should have had his uh, one of the mainstays with with him in Houston was a run pass option RPO. He made the wrong decisions. He couldn't read the defense. It had been 700 days and he was really rusty. And that led to a lot of third and longs, second and longs. And you're not going to you can't live on third down in the NFL. But like I said, I'm buying Deshaun Watson this year. I think he returns to franchise quarterback form. So thanks for listening to this little rant about Mr. Watson. Um, just a reminder, I'm part of the Fanatical Browns Network. Uh, we have many shows that you should be listening to and watching. Johnny Cleveland Podcast, End Given Sunday, Browns Blitz. Uh, Left Guard Joel has uh, his show, uh, uh, What the Elves. And, of course, his show with Elliot, uh, Football Philosophy and Rocket Science. Also, you can follow me at C-Town Thug on Twitter. And I am a writer for ClevelandSportsTalk.com. I just finished an article out uh, highlighting the three most position battles, I think, going into training camp. Spoiler alert, they're all for backups. So when your team is uh, position battles are for backups, they got a pretty talented roster. So thanks for joining in. I hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week. And go 